Warning, you are about to listen to the masters of the obvious. But to be honest, they aren't masters of shit. It's just my mom and her dumbass friend. So if you like interviews, nerdy stuff, and bad puns, you're going to want to listen to this. And welcome to the sixth episode of Masters of the Obvious. I'm Kirsten Bozio. And I'm Cynthia Rose. On today's pod, we have an interview with Emmy-nominated makeup artist Chris Malone. We talk about his work on SNL, Pose, and life in New York during the pandemic. And Kirsten and I discuss nerd news, new comic releases, and shower thoughts. But first, we'd like to remind you to go to mastersoftheobvious.com. We have a ton of merch for sale. And if you'd like to support this pod by buying our stuff, well, we really appreciate you. And hey, treat yourself. And you can check that out and show your support at mastersoftheobvious.com. Cynthia, what have you been up to lately? Oh my gosh. I've been watching stuff. I watched Adventure Time Distant Lands. Oh. Yeah. That's a good tie-in for a future episode. Isn't it though? Uh, it was good. It was good. And then I also watched The Owl House with my son and he loved it. Yes. Glowing reviews from that. I kids too. They were all over that. It's like a good mix of like creepy and funny and and, and cute. And it, it's a good mix. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that from Disney since maybe Gravity Falls or Star vs. the Force of Evil. Those were good ones. Who Gravity Falls is a is a really good one. That's a it's like Twin Peaks for kids. It is. It is. It's a huge contender for for me for one of the best cartoons ever. Gravity Falls is just. Oh, Did you ever watch so the, the Amy Poehler cartoon, The Mighty Bee? Which one's that? Mm-mm. Oh my god! Please watch that. If just to hear Amy Poehler's voice for a couple episodes. I love her. I'm sorry. I know that she was canceled a while back. She's not canceled. No, she. I mean, it, she did. Rough she was doll. reprimanded. I feel she was reprimanded. We, we held her in a cell for a while. We let her out. She made Russian doll. Mm-hmm. We're fine now. Okay. So she was held accountable and she's, she's atoned. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm okay I, with that. She, she started in that movie, uh, The Atonement, and now she's fine. <laughs> Everyone's doing that movie now. Everyone. <laughs> um, and then I also have watched the four episodes of the second season of The Boys. Nice. Yeah, I've been watching The Boys too. We're, we're both caught up. I started reading Big Girls, which everyone's been telling me to read. It's from Image Comics. I got the first issue. I haven't gotten a single issue of a comic book in forever. Mm-hmm. And it's good. And I feel I feel like I want to keep getting single issues now. It's it's a it's awakened the beast inside me. So that's that's a fun thing for our finances. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, I just watched last night. I, I watched uh, Palm Springs mm. with Andy Samberg. How is that? Um, I'm not particularly a big fan of Andy Samberg. Neither am I. Uh, mostly because he plays a police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wrote him off for a while. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess I did enjoy Lonely Island when that was a thing. And when my comedy bar was low. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't have any really high expectations going into it. But, man, is it fun? So much fun. Okay. And he's definitely matured okay. a lot since his hot rod days. And, and yeah, and the, and the girl, I can't remember the actress's name, but she's so funny. It's, it's a good time. It's very dark. 
And it has J.K. Simmons, Simmons in it, who I wish was my dad. <laughs> it's adorable. I could see that. I could see him being your dad. Yeah, definitely check that out. Are we glossing over the boys? Are we not? Are we not delving? I feel like it's it's spoilers, right? Nah, not by the time this comes out. Cover your ears. <laughs> oh, fast forward like a minute if you haven't. Yeah, for like a minute. Stormfront. <gasps> That's all I have to say. Oh, Stormfront. What I find interesting is that the character of Stormfront in the comics is a male. Yes. But I find it, I find it more effective and more like... Menacing? Menacing and then just like not expected when she like goes on this whole feminist rant for a couple episodes and semi-befriends Starlight than just a terrible person. Yeah, I mean, with that, it it brings up issues like empty representation. Yep, where you just learn the buzzwords. Yeah, Yeah. and she also is like this beacon of alt-right garbage. Like she gets branding and she understands social media. And it's just, and it's with the reveal that she's super old, the Mm -hmm. fact that she gets social media like this and and weaponizes it is intensely insane like hello boomer figuring it out yeah so that's pretty unrealistic <laughs> that, that really <laughs> took me out of the show it wasn't the superpowers I mean, flying, fine <laughs> but boomer like uh you know wielding social media as a weapon me <laughs> no took me right out of it also how dare she have a shaved side it really makes me upset yeah just everything about her is so on point and i and i discussed this with one of our friends about the comic versus the show and how the comic, while it may be more shocking, the show is smarter in the way that it presents the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's way more thought provoking. It's way more yeah, thoughtful. It's, it's and, getting up there with, I mean, it's not quite at the Watchmen level, but the fact that they're addressing race um, in this season is interesting. They're, they're going for it. They're, they're really going and for I it. Didn't, I didn't know that that they would be capable of making a more menacing foe than Homelander. Like she's so much more terrifying to me than Homelander. And the way she pushes Homelander, it's like almost a strategic, almost it is a strategic push. Yeah. That's her Aryan prince. Like she's pushing him to come to her. Yeah, which is kind of like a metaphor She's for what Trump did, him. Trump did to America, right? <laughs> it's what Trump did to Ted Cruz. It's what Trump did, you know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 no. he's, to- now I, yeah. You got a really bad visual of, of Ted Cruz drinking milk in my head, but it's going to take works, a while though, to scrub it? out. Mm. But what, it's what he did to Lindsey Graham. I can definitely see Miss Lindsey drinking some milk. Oh, ladybug. <laughs> Let's get into some nerd news. Okay. I'm really excited to know that when uh, Justin Halpern talked about Harley Quinn and the focus that they wanted to go in, they want to do more of a Harley and Ivy. He's not interested in the Joker and his whatever love interest he might be in. But what I'm not excited about is that the the third season is unsure. We don't know if it's happening. I I don't understand how it would be unsure. I feel like it's across the board. People love it. Yeah, it's a great show. And I mean, come on, like they're setting you up for the best season. Like, give it to me. Uh, Yeah, fucking Harley and Ivy. If that's a focus, then there it is on a silver platter. Right. It's a win. It's a a big win. The Harley and Ivy comics uh, were kind of a disappointment. Well, I mean, the movie was a disappointment too, Harley Quinn. And this is making up for it. Maybe it can just it can just keep just giving us what we want. Everything. I'm into it. 
I just found out that Lake Bell was the voice of Ivy. Yes, we and love I didn't Lake know Bell. that. <laughs> we love Lake Bell. Like it totally makes up for who's voicing Harley, which I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge fan you of. You know, she did okay. I just it's it's a bummer. Well, the actress is a bummer, but then also the the no accent. It's lazy. It is a little lazy. The show's so good that it, it's really it doesn't, doesn't really matter. No, I mean if we can overlook that, that's a testament to how fucking good the show is. Yeah, one hundred percent. And then, of course, Wonder Woman got delayed again. I mean, I really wish that these people would just stop pretending that they know when things are going to open up again. Just tell us that you don't know and we'll be fine with that. Like, stop pushing it. And, well, and, and I mean, I guess when I don't, things don't like, know. like Tenet and New Mutants opening, they have to tell you like whether or not it's going to be in theaters because it is happening. It's not like across the board, everything is getting pushed. It's a big money maker, and they're not going to fuck it up yeah. by releasing it when we can't go. So they don't know when that's going to be. The strangest thing about them changing the date of Wonder Woman, because it was October 2nd, and now it's going to be Christmas Day, December 25th. But that's only days after their other property, Dune, is set to hit theaters, and that's December 18th. And that could be weird. Yeah. If... If the theaters are open, people are going to see as much as they fucking can. Maybe. Yeah. 36 states have reopened, but big hitters like New York and California are still closed. Right. So so I don't think I don't think they're going to open this in the U.S. until those theaters are. I don't think they want Wonder Woman's numbers, even in light of the pandemic. I don't think they want that. The record books that it was shitty. No, regardless of why. And even even of the 36 states that are open, they're still at like reduced capacity. So like how many are you really going to get in? I, I wish that it could be framed in a way of wear your mask, don't go to these stupid things, and then we can get back to work because that would be great. Like I used to joke that I don't want to do anything. I would love to stay home and see to wall. And now that I've done that for six months, I know that that's not really my job goal. Mm -mm. <laughs> like, I don't want that. I don't want it anymore. Like, please let me go back to work. My eye has definitely been twitching for the last six months. I need to fucking, <sighs> I need to get back in the world, but I am playing it safe. Also, along with Wonder Woman being delayed, Nia DeCosta's Candyman has been Candyman. What did I say like that? Hello, I'm Candyman. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> well, that makes it less scary. Um, <laughs> it's been delayed until 2021, which okay. again, no one's surprised. Anytime we hear delays, like, no, yeah, we're fine. And you know what? I kind of welcome it. Like, good for you. Yeah, you did, the, you did the right thing. Moving on. Oh, yeah. More Batman, Cynthia, our favorite thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Season two of Pennyworth. First of all, who's watching Pennyworth? Do you know anybody I that heard, is? I, when I first saw it on our news docket, I thought it was uh, Penny Dreadful. I was like, yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. No, no. actually, no. I, I'm not familiar with that. Sorry it's about it. Season two of Pennyworth, which is about Alfred, which is funny because That's in the cute. Teen Titans Go to the movies... Don't they make fun of the fact that Alfred gets a his own, gets a, his own gets a movie vehicle. before Robin? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Pennyworth, it's season two is going to feature a pregnant Martha Wayne. So mm. huzzah, more Batman. Get ready, fetishists. Pregnant Martha Wayne. Oh, if we <laughs> didn't have enough Batman in the world, now we got in utero Batman. Oh, love to see it. I, I'm, I'll actually watch it. I'll watch it. I'll give you. I'll give you a very good review of it. You're just gonna love it no matter what. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really hype it up. So in uh, bummer summer news, uh, mm. Mandalorian star uh, who plays 
Cara Dune, Gina Carano has come under fire for transphobic comments. Um, oh. Yeah, so you, you've, you've been on social media, you've seen people put their pronouns in their bios, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good to do. Even if you are a cis person, it's good to do that. It's good to normalize it. It normalizes it and makes it less weird and for everyone else. She put boop slash bop slash beep to her name and uh, her bio for her preferred pronouns. Yeah, it's not cute. And then she got no. called on it. Basically just doubled down on it, like said, oh, no, I, I definitely support trans people, but wasn't going to change your bio. She's just standing by that quote unquote joke. It's just not cute. I mean, the people who can joke about that are trans people, not cis people. Right. And you no. can't claim to support them if you have a ton of trans people telling you that they are offended by that. And you're just all like, OK, but then don't do anything about it. <laughs> Me and my friends laughed at it. So it's definitely funny. I'm just going to, I'm an MMA fighter and I'm going to keep punching down. What is with MMA fighters being transphobic? Because Ronda Rousey also had a whole thing about that. Of course, this isn't the first time she's been in trouble for saying ridiculous things. She also criticized Black Lives Matter <laughs> by, by posting anti-Black Lives Matter messages and then ob- objecting to face masks. And dismissing concerns about the coronavirus. What, bro? I work out. So number one, (laughs) not going to fucking get the Rona. Number two, you better act your own gender. Consider this, though. Gina might just be built different. She may just be able to withstand coronavirus. She's not. She's not like us. She's not. Yeah. Consider that. She's built different. She's okay. That's become my new my new excuse for everything. Whenever I do something s- stupid and someone like accuses me of something, I'm like, listen, I'm just built different. Okay? I'm built different. I wouldn't have allowed JFK to be assassinated. I would have been there and I'm built different. HBO Max renewed uh, Doom Patrol for a season three, which... Have you seen either of the two seasons? I haven't seen both seasons yet, but it is... If, if you're looking for like an itch to scratch because you like Umbrella Academy... That, that's where to go. Okay. So we love a dysfunctional family. We do. But of course, yeah, that's DC. And also along with DC, HBO Max renewed uh, Young Justice for season four. How come we're getting all these season renews and we didn't get Harley Quinn? Come on. Because she's a lady. Because she's a lady. They'll be grudging be like, oh, you guys, I guess season three is happening like the day before it comes out. <laughs> 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 the feminists are taking over. You know, you had in our show notes that we were going to mention Captain America's dick pic, but I want to do the downer thing and say consent is key. And he obviously did not mean to release that. And I've also heard that uh, Chris Evans has a really severe case of anxiety. I can't imagine how he felt after he did that. Which bums me out because I do do like dicks. I didn't say I wanted to wax poetic about his fucking dong. I just wanted to mention it. It is something that happened, and it's allegedly a big thing that happened. But finally... I do do feel bad for him. And finally, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beast will return in October for our third and final season. Kipo, voiced by Karen Fukuhara from Suicide Squad and The Boys. God, that could, it just could not get any better. It's pretty great. That really, that really scratches my Adventure Time-ish, too. Yes, it's such a fun show. It's a good one. So I'm going to touch on some comic book releases here. Touch them. I'm going to touch all up on them. Touch them. Starting off with Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Spider-Women. 
which has oh your spider fave. women, not spider woman, spider women. Your favorite <sighs> silk, silk. That looks like a good time. Um, giant size X Men Storm Number One. I feel like every single comic book roundup that I do includes Jen Bartel because I'm obsessed with her. That's fine. And she has a, a a variant cover for this one as well. Jen, come be on our show. Please be my friend. Um, Catwoman number 25, which also has a ton of variants that I'm very into. Very into variants. And then Buffy the Vampire Slayer season 12, volume one. I Ooh. love that they go by a season. So you yeah. know, you know kind of where it would be at if it was still on air. <laughs> It's really good. I think it's cute. It's a nice touch. This I thought was interesting enough to write down. Uh, a Kurt Vonnegut novel, Slaughterhouse Five, is getting graphic treatment for the first time ever. So if you ever are that guy in college, <laughs> you're gonna be that guy in the comic book store now. That guy. It's also the Jack Kerouac guys. Okay, anyway. and sometimes the Bukowski guys, and sometimes the Bukowski. I make I make more excuses for Bukowski than the other two. Well, Ellen Ginsberg. There's a lot of those guys. There's a lot you of know? those guys. Even I love Bukowski, but there's some sick there's some of those sick guys. Tortoise shell glasses, bra. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Big Girls number two is going to be available on September 16th, and oh, this is this is for you, Cynthia. This one goes out to my girl, Cynthia, listening from Albuquerque. You look like death. Tales from the Umbrella Academy, number one. Ooh. Add to our collection. Delightful. And that's that, baby girl. We're good. Are we doing some shower thoughts? Some deep thoughts for dummies? I love this. This just reminds me so much of Jack Handy. (laughs) Would you like to start? Sure. I'm I'm going to go strong out the gate. No foreplay, right to it. Okay, since the Beatles were a thing that teen girls were very into, and now they are something that music gatekeepers just jerk off to. Okay. Is the same thing going to happen to One Direction in a couple decades? Yours are heady. Mine are stupid. I just went full stupid. You ready? We like balance, yeah. How many chickens (laughs) would it take to kill a human? What is this like a riddle? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm wondering how many chickens how, would it take? How many to chicken down? How many chicken sized humans would it take to take down a human sized chicken? So many questions. See, it just asks more questions than it answers. Riddle me that, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if I'm not ugly? I'm just not my type. Ooh, see, so heady. I got another dumb one for you. Ready? Just, just think think about it that way. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Do Jewish vampires still avoid crosses? <laughs> I hate that. Is there such a thing as too much Star Wars? I won't answer. I'll just let it. I'll let that. I'll let that be. Well, just let it ride. I'll let it ride. Lois Lane and Jim Gordon are really fucking shit at their jobs, aren't they? <laughs> like an ace reporter and a great cop can't figure it out. I think Lois Lane is good at her job. I don't... Jim Gordon, I don't know. They did it. Neither of... They both, no. No. Lois Lane didn't figure out that that's fucking Superman. Yeah, she had to be told whenever she... In whatever universe it is, like, 
whatever well, time it is. She's always told from from a previous episode. Yeah, he, he compacts his spine. That's his not fine. <laughs> not enough. That's not enough. And they also apparently it's canon that he, that there is something with his glasses that does help like hypnotize people. I have heard that one of his Superman powers is the power of disguise. I'm just saying. Oh my god! Can saying. we remake the Master of Disguise movie and have it <laughs> have Dana Carvey played Superman? Please. Instead of colorizing and scanning photos, will we be removing filters from them in the future? Oh. Um. Is it questionable morally to think to think a picture of your friend as a teen or twenty something is hot? Yes. Okay. So when a character dies in a show, is the actor getting fired in front of us? Mm, I got one about death, too. <clears throat> Unless what? it's Umbrella Academy, then it just comes out, comes back at the end of the season. <laughs> right. What level of famous does a person have to be before they're considered assassinated and not murdered? Hmm. Yeah, that's rude. I want, like... <laughs> If I die, I like you, that you're you're really if, thinking if this if, through. If, These are all nothing. Even the chicken one, you're like, well, I gotta think some, about this. If someone <laughs> fucking kills me, you better call an assassination, or or we're not friends. This is gonna. This is way too heady. This is like a really bad. This is like you know the the beer and commercials where they put actual soap in it to get a lot of head. All right, that's what I do to get a lot of head too. That's how I. <laughs> there are so many radioactive substances that we've buried. You know about mm. that, right? That will be dangerous and active for the next couple of thousand years. Like, but how will we be able to properly communicate that they're dangerous to future people? Like, because language and even symbols change so much. Also, as we as we as the years go by, people don't really regard safety. As we found <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. Good luck with that, future us. <laughs> We've got older generations. All they do is complain about younger generations. When yeah. will it finally occur to them that all those problems are because of them? Are you just roasting your own parenting and the systems that you put in place? Or like you guys just want you guys just want your participation trophies that we gave you. That we made for you. <laughs> oh, oh. All younger generations do is complain about the environment that we destroyed and the economy that we destroyed and the linoleum flooring we put over the hardwood. Yeah. Get it together. Why don't flat earthers organize and try and find the edge of the world? <gasps> can that be like an amazing race? Like a reality show? <laughs> okay. How can you say that you like playing golf if you're good at it? Don't you end up playing less golf? <laughs> That's for all you, you sportsers out there. This one might be the one that upsets me the most. Okay. Would Monty Python still be funny if they had American accents? Hey, you. Hey. Why didn't Shaw Brady like me in the fourth grade? Was it because I lied about being a vegetarian? Let's find him. Answer me. <laughs> Shaw Brady, Sammy. <laughs> How do I keep defying the odds and getting hotter? I'm a fucking 42-year-old snack. Don't fight I won't me. fight you on that one. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> hey, if mm. I punch myself in the face and it hurts, does that make me? Does that make me weak or strong? It's the fucking question for the ages, man. <laughs> it makes me dumb. I think is what it does. <sighs> is it the most David Lynch thing ever that Michael Sarah dressed as Marlon Brando as the part of the Twin Peaks universe, or did David Lynch just punk us with season three? 
That hurt my brain. <laughs> Michael Sierra also dressed up as DJ Polly D. Mm. <laughs> it seems like an alternate universe, right? Like that doesn't seem real. Just, so it like, seems Michael like a very C- David Lynch thing. Like Michael Sierra as other things that he shouldn't be. Yeah. Anyway, those are mine. The presenting sponsor of Masters of the Obvious is us. Producing a podcast is expensive, but you can keep this spicy show in business. That's a spicy meatball. Mastersoftheobvious.com has all your Motopod merch needs. Are your nips cold at night? (laughs) Are you tired of drinking out of your hands? Who are you, Jesus? Have you been accused of not being a feminist? Uh Uh-oh. Well, we have the perfect place for you. Mastersoftheobvious.com. Buy merch, be a hero to these needy nerds. We have the Emmy-nominated makeup artist Chris Malone on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. So So excited. Oh, my God. Holy shit. (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. Two shows nominated this year, and you have two nominations for Pose. Uh, yes, I have two nominations for Pose. Such an epic show. We're both very obsessed. Thank you. Cry like a baby every time I watch that show. Yeah, it's a good, it's, it's, it's a good one. What's it like to work on such a monumental show? It's really, it was really educational for me because I've learned so much from just being around all those girls and their stories and the things that they tell you about everything like nothing is off limits in the makeup trailer which is kind (laughs) of crazy so the stories and the stuff that they would tell me is like eye-opening like it was really educational for me because having you know i'm gay i'm in the lgbtq rainbow if you will (laughs) but you know i don't know i mean i know i think i know but i don't know what goes on for trans women and trans men and all that whole so it was very educational Right. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of emotions get brought up working with that kind of material too. Like there's just probably oh, some yes. processing happening. Well, and a, a lot of a lot of the hard stuff are all taken from true stories. Like it's all happened mm-hmm. to either some of the writers or from the history of the people that were there. You know, the people that they're playing from that scene at the time. So amazing. And also to have like like an LGBTQ plus show that doesn't talk down about the subject matter and that the actual cast and the writers and everyone working on it are all on the same page and aren't like speaking from someone else's experience. That's so rare. Absolutely. It's it is rare. And it's and it's amazing that they've created that space yeah. with everyone involved. How would you compare that to other sets that you've been on? Do you think there's a kind of a change uh, working with so many people in your community versus a, a more hetero or cis environment? I mean, I've been, I've been on a lot of sets. It, it, it depends. It depends on the, it depends on the subject matter of the show. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a lot of, I've done a lot of cop dramas and stuff like that. And, and it gets, it's, yeah a little bit you know you know you 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 know oh okay he's the murderer okay no one's gonna happen next yeah that kind of thing you know but but, you know it's work (laughs) totally you you just feel like connected more to it Mm -hmm. for a story like this and and you know especially being lgbtq person you you just you you like you're cheering them on you want you know it's family does that almost feel like you have more pressure on you because you are doing something that you feel so connected to and feel like it's important yeah a little bit yeah a little bit sometimes i mean it's not like there's somebody breathing down your neck and you gotta do you know it's more of you know it's all in your own head the pressure totally yeah (laughs) right 
I wanted to ask you about uh, working with India more because I love her. My eldest kid is trans and we just we just love her. I want to hear more about working with her. I don't do her makeup on the show, unfortunately. I have done her makeup for stuff outside of the show before. I did her for a photo shoot, but she's she's everything you think she would be. She's like a constant activist. Yes. Always, you know, you know, ready to go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the sweetest, kindest person at the same time. Like she can, she can cut you, but she's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best kind of person, right? <laughs> if there's too much trust, then the what's the point? It's not spicy, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please ask some SNL questions, Cynthia. Yeah, Ooh. SNL. About Do that. you know when it's coming back? So interesting story. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I have a conference call with NBC and everybody on the SNL crew to talk about safety guidelines for going back because we are going back. Yeah. I have no idea what that looks like. I'm sure there's going to be no audience and that kind of thing, but right. we'll see. I really like the, the Black Mirror setup where they just have like panels of people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not dystopian at all. Not at all. Have you done any work uh, since the pandemic? I did. I did one job. I did a um, sort of like a commercial thing for London with the House of London mm-hmm. from the ballroom scene. Yes, that was that was my first gig back working since this all happened. It was it was it was rough. It was a long day. Yeah, it's hard, right? It's a it's lot. Not- it's, it's it's a lot. You need to take breaks. You got to take breaks. There's no way of, you know, wearing all that stuff and PPE and working. And I was stripping, sweating. Mm-hmm. I forgot how exhausting it was to actually do things, too. <laughs> like- yeah. I was like dead for two days after that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that, I can't work like this. <laughs> It is kind of bizarre when you think about how much you did before the pandemic. Like you could go all day long. You could run errands, you go to work, go see friends afterwards. But like now just one thing and you're done. And I did the the second thing I did, I did a bunch of classes for the union. I did a bunch of virtual makeup classes, period makeup for the union. That's cool. So far. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, uh. Era yeah, specific like 20s, makeup? 30s. Yeah, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Do you have a favorite? Um, partial to the 30s and the 50s. Ooh, yeah. That's a lot of lip, right? A lot of lips, a lot of look. 50s is, I, I, 50s, I call it the immaculate complexion. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when we got all the impossible beauty standards like Barbie. Right, exactly. Do you want to talk to us about working on SNL? Like, walk us through a typical week there? Well, I usually. We'll get a phone call on a Wednesday or a Thursday asking if I'm available for Thursday or Friday because Thursday and Friday is when they do Thursdays when they start to do promos and Friday is when they do uh, pre-tapes. So like the pre-tapes gets or whatever mm-hmm. with whoever the host is. And if I'm available, I'll go do that. And there's usually a morning crew and a night crew. So the morning crew will go in at like five in the morning on Friday. And then they get out at like three in the afternoon. And then the evening crew, their call is probably like five or 6 p.m. And they're there until six in the morning. Usually it's a long day on a Friday. And then Saturday, I don't go in until 5 p.m. And then we do, you know, organize, see what we're doing. Because I don't know until I get there. (laughs) And then... We do one show at eight o'clock for a dress and it's taped with usually with an audience. And then we do the live at 11. And then while you're taping, like how chaotic is that? I mean, obviously. It's organized chaos. Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, it's they've got it down to a science. Every single talent cast member, they have their own hair, makeup, and wardrobe person, and they follow them around for the whole show. Mm-hmm. So I'm in charge of Melissa Villas and you are, and I, whatever skits she has, and then we follow her around wherever she's got to do a quick change or whatever. Oh, so there's like several stations that you do makeup at then? Yeah, so there's um, the makeup rooms at NBC. They're very small, so tiny. We're kind of spread out all over the place, all over the studio. And then once the show starts, they, we move to a hallway where there's like makeup mirrors and stuff set up in the hallway. So we can do quick changes right across from their dressing rooms. So, so we get them ready in the main makeup room and then we go to that other area. So even if it's like a really drastic change, you're doing it in that hallway? Uh, depending on the timing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we have, if we have the time, then yeah, we do all those changes in the hallway. If it's like a two minute change, then there's all different places around the set and they all have like code names like mm. Shirley Booth or John Wilkes Booth or Pink Hands or <laughs> I swear to God, that's what they call. <laughs> so everybody knows exactly where they go. It's a little like shower curtain room and then they put the shower curtains around and then they change. And then you're doing makeup and like they're changing the wig and then they're putting a costume on in two minutes. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking of more booth puns. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell yep. me there's a kinky booth. No. Kinky booth. <laughs> That's really hard kinky to booth. say. Have you, have you always worked with Melissa? I started off my first season at SNI was with Vanessa before she left. I was there for her like last season and I was with her. And then Melissa came okay. and then they put me on Melissa. Ah, that's so good. I love her mm-hmm. in um, Crashing. And you also worked on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I did. How was that experience? That was that that was like one of the funnest and funniest jobs to work on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, la- it's, it's just laughter all day long. It's so funny. Did but you have to do any weird or interesting makeup for that? I had okay. <laughs> so I was re- I was basically there to do Jane Kirkowski. Mm-hmm. Um and there's there was I forget what episode it was, but there was a there was an episode where she's supposed to get caught in the rain and she's supposed to be like drenched. Mm-hmm. So we had to like and and it would span like over four different scenes where she'd show up and she'd just be wet <laughs> and we'd have to make her wet, you know. She's you know, she's a glamour girl. She doesn't like to not look pretty. Right. So <laughs> it was it was that was fun. Wet but make do. it pretty. Wet but wet but make it pretty. And we had to wet her hair and flick it, make it look yeah. Then they cut that whole sequence. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's hilarious. That's what has New York been like right now? How's that or how's it changed or I mean it's it's kind of like a ghost town, really. It's well, there's I mean, there's people out and walking around, but not like there used to be. Like I was where the union offices is, is right across where Macy's is in the Herald Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Wow. And I would drive in, I would drive in every day. Because I had, you know, my whole kits with me and all my makeup. So I would just drive and park. There'd be traffic to get into the city. But then once you get in, there's nobody on the street. <laughs> I'm like, where's all this traffic? Where are they going? That's like ironically when like a TV it's show or a movie. I get into town and I'm like zooming up avenues and side streets. I'm like, where'd everybody go? <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. It's crazy. They're just going in and out, just over and over They're again. Just going, right. They're just going <laughs> in, the tunnel, in the tunnel, out and to, turning around, go back in and go back in. Why <laughs> not? There's nothing else to do. But yeah, things are start, Things were open. So yeah. Uh, okay. There's restaurants on the street and there's people 
eating at the restaurants. But it's only outdoor seating, Everything's right? Everything's outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. they closed like, well, there's no street parking anymore in the city because mm-hmm. all the restaurants own the streets where you'd park okay. for seating. Okay. So the sidewalk is clear, but then they build like these seating booths wow. in the streets. So crazy. With Pose and Legendary and Fosse Verdon and uh, the Get Down, Tales in the City, Tales, Tales of the City. Uh, yes. You know, you've worked on so many awesome things. Like, uh, what's been your favorite on-set experience? Being a theater theater junkie and growing up as a, as a dancer, just being on set of Fosse Verdon and seeing all that happen mm-hmm. and recreating all those musical numbers and doing that, I was just, it was like mind-blowing Yeah, to me. It was crazy to be part of that because we were doing like to the T recreations, like down to the sequin on the costume, recreating all those numbers and stuff. It was crazy. So amazing. Sounds like a dream. I know, right? My first day was when they did uh, Mine Hair from Cabaret. And I think I cried. <laughs> oh, my God. Aww. It was so good. It was, it, was, it was like exact. They got the set, everything. It was crazy. So then what, what's been the most rewarding to see finished? It definitely Pose, because a lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into that show. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot, it's, it's very long hours and a lot of, lot of hard work. Because I, I think... On that show, I don't think I've ever gone through so much makeup on a show before. Right. So much makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids, you know, it's 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 a lot of looks. Yeah. To see that finished and done and, and it getting the recognition is probably the most rewarding. Just like beautiful. Such a beautiful yeah. show. And everything being so HDR too, you see every detail of mm-hmm. your work and for it to still look good. It's such a good <laughs> sign. Oh, thank God. such a good feeling i've actually i haven't been i've only been to new york like maybe once or twice when i was a kid but something about watching that show i was like chain smoking i was like it was like one night i like binged an entire season and i was like i'd go out and just be like complaining on the porch chain smoking i call me back in and watching it (laughs) i have my own little new york experience like a grumpy chain well that's what i would do while i was working perfect perfect go do makeup and then they say cut and then i go out and start chain smoking yeah (laughs) (laughs) you gotta Right. Really, it's such a beautiful show. My eldest is a tween, and I wish okay. that they were able to to watch it because I feel like it would be such an amazing experience for them. There's nothing like it on TV. Exactly. It talks about the trans experience, and they're a big drag fan too. So I, I just know it's going to be a home run. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it could be like a learning moment. Like, oh, you want to talk about? You want to talk about? We're going to have a sex talk, I guess. We're going to have a sex talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, what have you been binging? What have you been watching? Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> it sound like an old fart, but I watch. We watch the Golden Girls always. Yeah, no, that's that's a great show to binge. You don't have to introduce yourself to new characters. It's like hanging out with old friends. Right. More current. We finished Umbrella Academy. That was amazing. So yes. good. A lot of people I talk to don't really like it, but I loved it. I loved the Sabrina. The, oh, yes. The, yes. Mm-hmm. The Chilling Adventures. Chilling Tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> chilling Adventures. Sabrina. I loved it. I thought it was really good. Well done. It's so aesthetically pleasing, too. Yeah, that's why I liked it. You can sell me on outfits and hair alone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the hair, the makeup, the, the sets, the scenery, everything. Yeah. Really yeah. Good. Totally. Yeah. So what else have you been up to during the pandemic? If you haven't been binging stuff, what have you been doing? Eating. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking. That's binging, right? Binge, binging food, <laughs> binging and cooking. And that's, that's pretty much it. We, I mean, we really don't. We, we, we don't even eat out. My husband mm. and I. We ordered in, we order in a lot and we cook a lot. We love to cook. So, and bake. So oh, we did a lot nice. of that. That's nice. You doing the bread? Everyone's doing the bread. No, I, we, we're not into bread. 
We like like what? like cake. Okay. Cake and pie and yeah. Into that. Dessert. That's that's a controversial stance that you don't like bread. No, I like bread, but I but I don't like making baking. Bread. It's oh, a okay. thing. It's an ordeal. Yeah, it's it's baking baking bread is too much. It's too much work. You're gonna make the dough rise. Yeah. and it's too many steps. It's too Absolutely. Much, yeah. So many people wanted to give me sourdough starter. I'm like, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't, I don't have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I have time for a thing to sit for a month to grow. No. stuff. Uh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> And then, then you have to do stuff. Yeah, you got to do stuff to it. You got to like, you got to, you got to like feed it. <laughs> it's got to grow, and then you got to take stuff off of it. Yeah, no, no thanks. And then make something. It's a daily process. I have to come up with a new affirmation every day for that yeah. bread. Right, you got to right, sweet right. talk your bread. Call the bread protective services on the otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Rude. <laughs> I did a lot of cleaning in the makeup room. Okay, organizing. Oh my god, I've done so much to potting. <laughs> Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I took all my liquid foundations. I put them in a little twisty yeah. twist up brushes. All of like, it. You're when, ready. When I have time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Right. Have you have you heard about how they're going to be broadcasting the Emmys? It's going to be virtual. I don't know what platform they're using yet. Tomorrow. Also, after my SNL meeting, I, they're having like the peer group Zoom chat which is like everybody in hair and makeup together just to have like a get together, I guess, virtually of all the nominees. So that's supposed to happen tomorrow night. Well, that's so exciting. It's September 20th, correct? I believe so. The Emmys? Yeah, oh the my day gosh. after my birthday. Yeah. Is, this your, is this your first um, time being nominated or have you been nominated before? This is my second time. So the first time, the first time was last year and we actually got to go, which is oh great. Oh my God. Yeah. How was that experience? That's, that's the, uh, that was incredible. It was fun. It was nerve wracking. It would have been great if we won because Laverne Cox was presenting our oh. category. It would have been, that would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. She would have been like, yes. Damn Game of Thrones. <laughs> Ugh, the worst season of it too. It was their last hurrah. Oh yeah, true. How was the catering? Uh, the food, well, the, the party afterwards was yeah, it was that was it was worth it just for that. It was great. See, I'm, I must still be hungry because now I want to know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of finger stuff. There were sliders and they had like, you know, like huge Venetian table things and stuff like that. I don't know. Now I'm, I'm just like in my mind cosplaying being a normal human again, being out and about. <laughs> Tell me what it was like in, in the real world. Who has been the most fun person that you've worked with? Well, I wasn't really working on him. Uh, do you know Luke Cook? I don't so think he's so. played Satan on Sabrina. Ah, oh. yes. Oh, yeah. No, he's, he was also in coupling, wasn't he? The BBC yes. Friends? Yes. 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 So he was on another show that I did. I was, I wasn't, an, I was like day playing and like helping out when they had busy days. Um, Katie Keene, mm-hmm. which is like the yeah. spinoff from Riverdale. Riverdale. Mm-hmm. So Luke Cook was on that show and he is a riot. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, so funny. Yeah, it, it is kind of funny seeing him in the Sabrina characters. I know him from mostly comedy. He, did you follow him on Instagram? I don't, but now I want to. Now we are going you to. Have, it's it's so his Instagram is hilarious. His stories are hilarious, and you think he's being serious sometimes, but it's totally not serious. But it's hilarious. I'm like looking him up right now. Another question: um, What is your favorite word? What what came in? What two words came into my head right away? 
Okay. Superfluous and moist. Moist. <laughs> We've had a moist answer before and it delighted me to no end. I don't know why it gets all the hate. Superfluous and moist. I don't know why. Superfluously moist is Superfluously moist. Is what's is, trending right now with WAP. It, it well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. On, I'm on trend. Good. You're good. You're good. Okay. But what are you what are you not good at? I'm not good at spelling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not good at math. That's fair. Um, so who or what in your life has been the most influential on your work? Probably this well. There's a few people, depending on the point of my career. So in the beginning, when I first started with makeup, I was working with um, this guy, Carl Giant. Love Carl. That's I think that's where we first met, Cynthia. I was think a so. Child with Carl, right? Yeah. He really, gave, he really influenced me in the beginning and taught me some things. More film and television world, venial and fashion, Dick Page. Everyone loves Dick. Yeah. <laughs> say it again. Louder. Say it again. <laughs> it's my fa- whenever anyone brings him up, I got to say it. <laughs> you got to love Dick. He's the sweetest. Yes. Everyone loves Dick. I think I, I, think I blew my load. Nice. Yeah. Dick. Some questions. <laughs> Superfluously? Oh, yeah. Superfluously. <laughs> we reference WAP. We're already getting the young listeners in. Nice. See? Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Do you really think he'd be here if he had something better to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I love doing this stuff. This, it's great. I think. I think. I think we covered all the bases. I think we did a good job. Let's pat ourselves on the back, guys. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us. You're welcome. I was happy to do it. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We want to wish you all the luck this weekend. Thank you. We did it. We did. Thank you so much to our guest, Chris Malone. What a fucking delight. You can find Chris on his Instagram at Chris Maquillage and his website, ChrisMaloneMakeup.com. And while you're on the internet, swing by our website, MasterTheObvious.com for new episodes, news, merch, and our Instagram at MasterTheObvious, Facebook at MasterTheObvious, and Twitter, Masters of the O. And if you'd like to be a patron of our show, you can go to Contribute.MastersOfTheObvious.com and give generously of your deep pockets. And if you'd like, we'll even mention you on the show. But if you want to remain anonymous... We understand. We don't want to be associated with us either. And please do not forget to share and like and subscribe and leave a glowing review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you so much for listening. And we love you. Mm -hmm. A lot.